Welcome back to episode 7 of Tipsy Twigs. Let's crack open a cold one with your favorite benders. Alright, yeah. So we'll get into what trades happened this week. Quite a few big moves. Um, There's some smaller ones, but uh, kind of... Kind of went how I think most people were expecting, where they're like going to be couple larger moves, but for the most part it's going to be kind of mainly the smaller moves and more depth pieces kind of going, and no one, apart from those obviously massive moves, no one really giving up all that much, it's kind of seen. Alright, we'll start on March 14th, where Colorado um, received Josh Manson from the Ducks in exchange for defenseman Drew Hellison and a second round pick in 2023. Thoughts from you guys? I mean, that was a. I think they. I think they got the better end of that one. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. I mean, okay, like the Ducks aren't going for a run, so it makes sense for them to start yeah. giving up pieces. Yeah. I mean, the 2023 because that draft is supposed to be very deep, supposedly. Um, so I think a lot of teams are the kind of the um, theme of this. Draft. It's like if you're going to get a pick back for it, you're going to try to get a 2023 or 2024, mainly 2023, because those seem like that draft is very deep. It's supposed to be a very good draft. Um, this one, you know, the top few guys will be good, but it's not expected to be very deep. So I think a lot of teams are trying to get the 2023. So I think that pick, even though it's a second, I think a lot of guys that are going in the second round, are supposed to go in the second round, from what I've heard, are still like first round caliber picks. Um, so that'll be good for the Ducks. I don't know who Drew Hellison is, so I can't really comment on how good he is or if he's going to be great for the Ducks in the future, but... I think Josh Manson. Yeah, well, he's a prospect, so I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I think Josh Manson's a solid pickup for Colorado. Um, they'll probably play like third pairing, kind of more of a maybe depth guy. I'm not entirely sure what their uh, defense looks like. Can't remember, but probably second or third pairing guy. It's a good pickup. Definitely is good depth for the for their defense. Already solid defense because they have McCarr and. Um, I think he's playing with the guy, former guy from the Islanders. Do you remember? I think he traded. They traded for him last. Oh, uh, um. That Island. I am drawing a blank. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think he could have. I think he's gone. What a shame. <laughs> oh, Taves. Um, I think it's him and Makar on that top line, and then Sam Gerard on the with. All right, defenseman. All right, so they have. Oh, Eric Johnson. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, I mean, he's a. Now that I'm looking at it, he's a he's a great pickup for them. Not that their defense was bad, but I think, especially depth-wise, it's this great for them. Uh, it's a good pickup. Colorado. Yeah, I mean they're. Yeah. Gonna be good regardless, but you know. It's gonna All be right, fun we'll go to watch. To the them. next day. Um, only, that was the only trade for March 14th. March 15th. Uh, March 15th, uh, Minnesota Wild get Tyson Jost from Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Nico Sturm. Um, again, kind of depth move. I'm not sure about Tyson Jost, but apparently Nico Sturm was struggling in Minnesota Wild, so it'll probably do him, 
damn good to get a change of scenery and I mean obviously it doesn't matter to go to a red hot Colorado Avalanche team. Yeah. Chili pepper. Yeah, a nice cup contender doesn't hurt to be traded to. Exactly. Yeah. Hockey trade one guy guy for a guy. That's kinda of depth guys and I think there might also be some some sort of cap consideration with it. I think Joe makes more. I would, Cause I, yeah. Because uh, Minnesota has to deal with the buyouts for Parise and um, um, who was the defenseman? They, Ryan Suter. Um, that's next year where they've got like a lot per for each of those guys. It's like sixteen million or something for them. They've like dead cap space. I don't remember exactly the number, but it's a lot for both of them. So they'll have to deal with that. So I think they moved Nico Sturm and brought back someone else for that. You know, they're a good team, so they're going to be a playoff team, so they don't want to just not get anyone in return. But Well, yeah, they're not just doing trades to do trades here. They're yeah, it was like a semi-salary semi If I'm remembering properly, that Nico Stern makes more than Tyson Ghost. I will look that up now. I'm I could be sure. wrong about that. Um uh, while you look that up, I'll go into March 16th, which a lot of trades happened that day. Three trades. One of the huge trades that I mentioned earlier. Not one of the huge trades, but still a big trade for um, more so the Rangers than Panthers. But So the Rangers get Frank Vitrano, uh, for Florida from Florida in exchange for a... Um, so either the later selection of either the Rangers' fourth-round pick in this draft or the Winnipeg Jets' fourth-round pick. Um, right, so the um, Strom's cap was only 725000 mm-hmm. and and Jost was $2 Oh, maybe it was just... Okay, so maybe it had nothing to do with cap consideration. Maybe it was just they think Jost is a better player and... That's why they did it? I don't know. Um, they're saying that it's probably... Most likely, a Jost is the answer to Minnesota's penalty kill problems. Mmm, that makes sense. Yeah. Back to the Rangers trade. Um, I think it's great for the Rangers, and they only, had a, they only have to give up a fourth. That's going to be the later... Of the two picks, um, either the Rangers' picks or the Winnipeg's fourth pick, so I think that's a great pickup. And they get a right now he's on the second line while Kako's out, but I think he's a guy who could play there or you know be more of a depth guy and play on the third line. And I think that'll because we're on right wing specifically where the depth isn't great, so I think it's a great pickup for the Rangers and. I think he's a UF in the summer, but they could pick him up for like fairly cheap, and he won't. So I think that's a great pickup for the Rangers. Florida get a Florida gets a fourth. You know, I don't know. It doesn't. I think it's just a guy they're probably trying to get off the book so they can a later trade that the, the big trade that I'll talk about so they can bring him on. Um, but before I get to the big trade, well, I'll ask you your thoughts first. Um, you know, 
I think it's a good pickup for the Rangers. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the Florida... See, here's what I think. Florida doesn't have to worry too much of having to do any type of rebuild for the next couple of years. I don't believe. I mean, uh, uh, check me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're they're set for a couple of years. They don't have to do some type of big shuffle or anything like that. So for them to get, you know, uh, fourth round pick in 2020, uh, 2022, um, you know, to for them that's probably not a big deal. They're gonna just pick up somebody that they can have in their pocket to use for more. You know, to, to be able to trade um, in the future. I don't. Personally, I don't believe that they're picking somebody up in the 2022 draft that they're going to actually believe that there's going to be a, a hard, like a big future with them. Yeah, unless yeah. it's a first, but I think they already gave that up. I mean, I don't know. No, they have a. The, I mean, the one what they got from the Rangers is the fourth. Oh well, yeah, but like the only thing that like they could see that will you know benefit like only draft pick that they'll benefit could benefit them in the future would be the first from this year. <laughs> I don't think they, yeah. No, I'm looking at it. They didn't give up the first, unless it was another trade that they gave up first. But um, as far as I know, they have they still have their 2022. Because like I said, no. I mean, teams will take it. Obviously, it's a first round pick. But I think teams would rather, especially the rebuilding ones, would rather the 2023 because it's supposed to be a better draft. Um, yeah. When I first saw the Rangers. Um, like that notification before I kind of looked at Petrano's stats and everything and kind of where he'd fit. Um, I was like, yeah, that's a solid trade. I like it. Um, yeah, he's got he's got 19 points in 50 games this season. Yeah, he's more of a depth scorer. And uh, right now he's on the second line, so that's only he'll be playing with Strom and Panarin, so that's only going to He's going to stay in the second line. I feel like they would drop him to a third or something. Well, he's going to stay. Well, Kaka's out. Kaka's just injured. Oh, Kaka's out. I didn't know Kaka's out. Just going to bring in, like, more depth pieces, it seems. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the expected trades or rumors going around later on after we go through all these trades, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I right, see so the next trade before. I'll go to this one before I go to the, the big one for the day. Um... So the Calgary Flames acquire forward Kelly Yarncroft from Seattle in exchange for a second-round pick in the 2022 entry draft and a third-round pick in the 2023 entry draft and a seventh-round pick in the 2024 entry draft. Um, yeah, I think that's a great pickup for the Flames. I guess some he's, he's very good on a not-so-great Seattle team. Um, so I think he'll be a solid like depth center, and he's more of like a defensive guy. He's a guy that the Rangers were looking to pick up, kind of for that third line. Seems like he'd be good on the penalty kill. I think that's a great pickup for them. And then Seattle, definitely. I mean, they just came in league, so like you know, technically they're rebuilding, but it's more like they're just building. Um, yeah, it's. You know, it makes sense for them to pick up as many draft picks as they can to either package to move up in the draft or just get as many prospects as they can because you never know who's going to turn into something big. 
Um, yeah, well, he's got um, 26 points in, in 49 games. That's 12 goals and 14 assists. So That's solid depth scoring, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, he, he, you know, that's nothing to, to laugh at. I mean, the Flames already have a, a, a very good offensive yeah. team. So. Flames? Like, start of the season, I was like, oh, the, you know, they'll probably be a, maybe be a playoff team, and, you know, they'll be in the mix. But I didn't expect them to be this good. Um, this, how they're playing is like, all right, yeah, they could definitely make a run, and they have a good oh, shot at going to the the finals. Um, I would be surprised if they're not, like, top four. Yeah, because if you look at the West... Um, it's, I mean, there's Colorado, obviously, but Vegas is struggling. And, like, I mean, Dallas has been hot recently, but I don't know. They're, they've kind of been, apart from recently, where they've been on a bit of a hot streak. But throughout the season, they're kind of hot and cold and hot and cold. Yeah, so it's like, they're going to be hot now, and then they make it into the playoffs, and then they're going to be ice. And it's all right get knocked out in the first round by whoever they um you know the the west it's a close race so it's exciting but it's like it's not as strong so i think you know you have calgary who's a strong team and you have colorado who i think are my two picks to really go i mean i don't know if they you know they'll probably play each other at some point but it might be the I don't know how. I guess I don't know how it would work out. We'd have to see who's seated and where and whatnot to see if they where they would meet each other in the uh, the playoffs. But it probably would be the they're not in the same division. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Regardless, it's a good pickup for them, man. They just an already good team gets even stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And then the big trade of the day was. Florida Panthers acquired defenseman Ben Chirot from Montreal in exchange for forward Ty Smelanik. Um, a first-round pick in 2023, which is the one everyone's trying to get. A first-round pick in 2022. So, big trade. Florida gets more defensive depth. And, I mean, I was saying, you know, last week that... Uh, and Sherrod was kind of the ones that I don't watch him too often, so I don't know for sure how good he is. Um, you probably have a better idea because you see the Montreal Canadiens more often. Um, but when I was listening to some other podcasts, they were kind of saying, it's like, eh, Ben Sherrod, you know, eh. But, so I think... I don't know. He's, he's, he, I can see that he's worth a decent amount Unfortunately, he's on a team that he doesn't have a lot of help. If that makes sense, like I can see him playing really well with a team like yeah. the Panthers, regardless of the fact that they are as good as they are this season. The fact that he's going to actually have help now, I can see it, him really kind of blowing up more. Yeah, um, I have no idea who Ty. Yeah, it's just a pros- it's a prospect, so I don't it's someone who hasn't made the league yeah, yet so and I can't say I can't speak on that. But I'm kinda I'm I'm glad that the Canadians are got a first round. <laughs> they they need help. 
Oh yeah, they need like they've been needing to do this rebuild for a little while now. Like, yeah. you know, the making to the finals was great goaltending and a bit of a opinion. Like that team, a they shouldn't have made it past the Toronto Maple Leafs, but then they shouldn't have made it past the Vegas Golden Knights in the conference finals. But they did. Um, but then you know. Because like they, they would not have it had it been like a normal season, they would not have made the playoffs in the first place. But you know, with the COVID shortened season and the different um, divisions and one being all Canadian and and everything, they you know they snuck in. Yeah. But yeah. so I think it's been a little while coming that they probably should have blown it up. Um, I mean, when you have Shea Weber and. Carey Price, you know, you're not out of it, obviously, but with those two guys out, Shea Weber being injured for how long, and then Carey Price with his uh, mental health issues, which hopefully both of them get healthy again, kind of get back to where they were. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure, I- if they decide to come back, you never know. Um, yeah, so sure, I have scored... 18 points in 54, so uh, not the biggest numbers, but again, he's on a team that isn't exactly yeah, producing he's anyway, a so. so that as well, yeah. not going to put up, I mean, there are some defensemen putting up insane numbers, but. Well, there's some defensemen who play more like freaking offense, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, March 18th. March 18th, the only trade, and it's a... Uh, more of a depth signing again, um, but it's a, I think it's a great pickup for Tampa. They get Brandon Hagel uh, for a four and a fourth round pick in 2022, and a fourth round pick in 2024 in exchange for forwards Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, and two conditional first round picks. So Chicago gets a lot in return for a guy that is going to be on that third line for Tampa. He's a solid pickup. He's kind of like, they're kind of recreating that line they, they had the last um, last season with Goudreau, um, Yanni Gord, and uh, Blake Coleman. So, I think he's, he's definitely a solid pickup, and he's a, he's one of the... He like, he's, he's also super young. He's 23 yeah, years old. And he's, I think he has like two more years at like one and a half, so it's a great you know, pick up for them. He scored 37 points, 21 goals, and 16 assists in 55 games. So. All right, so that is a great pickup. That is a very good pickup for that for Lightning. <laughs> yeah. I can't speak on... I mean, I've heard of Taylor Radish. I don't remember how... kind of where he's ranked prospect-wise. And, but yeah, it's a, I think it's... Great for both sides. Um, Chicago rebuilding team get two, I can tell, younger players and two possible firsts. Um, and then I guess two fourths and Brandon Hagel. So, go on to March 19th, yesterday. Um, so, um, there's actually two huge trades today, but I'll start with a smaller trade. 
Um, Minnesota Wild get Nicholas DeLaurier from Anaheim in exchange for a third round pick in 2023. The Wild again get a kind of a more depth guy. Um, get a stat. Yeah, he's got he's got 10 points, five goals, five assists, and 90 penalty minutes in 61 games. Yeah, so they get maybe like maybe because you know you said earlier that they were looking for. Kill. Oh, they say something. They mentioned something about him killing penalties, but it doesn't really. So probably another go, go depth really penalty killing guy. Probably play on their fourth line. That's solid. I mean, the Wild need that. They don't really have much in the, up until recently. You know, the depth wasn't fantastic. I think that'll be definitely good for them. And like you said, their penalty kill is struggling. So if they have another penalty 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 killing guy. That's great for them. But we'll go to the, one of the the first of the bigger ones, but it's not quite as big. Um, still big, but not quite. So the Boston Bruins get defenseman Hampus Lindholm from Anaheim in exchange for defenseman John Moore, Uro Vekanainen, and three draft picks. And those draft picks, they don't say here. I did post on Instagram. This one, which picks specifically, because on that, like for some reason they don't put. Uh, first round in 2022, second round in 23, and second round in 24. Nice. And I'm gonna just start it off by saying that was too much of a price for this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna defer to you, because I don't know how good Beck and I know John Moore are. So. Well, John Moore has only played I think like 10 games this season. He's been injured like this whole season he's a good veteran defenseman at this point um you know he's a good body to play in Valkanainen he's got some good touches uh you know again he's newer he's a young guy so he's going from this team to Anaheim who's a young team as well so we'll see how that goes I think they'll be able to develop him better which should be interesting to see he's he's a good playing time there yeah, he's he's a good he's a good um, defenseman though he is, um, but I do think this was too much of a price for for him, having the both of them and three picks, and then they signed him for eight years at six point five. As a as a Bruin, I personally was like, what the hell are you thinking? And I honestly don't know what they were thinking. Because I was like, that's just... Lindholm's stats, but... I thought he was solid. I, from whatever thing I heard, he's like pretty solid. I don't know if he's worth... What did you say? You said a first, right? Uh, 2022 first, second 2023, and then a second 2024. Yeah, I don't know if he's worth all of that, but it seems like it's more of a seller's market anyway. 22 points in 61 games. I mean, he's still... I mean, he's in his prime now. He's 28. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good pickup for the Bruins. They definitely need... Especially with... Like, you look at last year when they had all the defensive injuries where... We still have a bunch of the defensive injuries yeah. all the time. I, we definitely need help in the back end. We need depth, but we need help in the back end. But that price it was way too high. I mean, Bruins are gonna go for it because I think 
Yeah. Uh, I was, cause I listened to um, 32 Thoughts with uh, Elliot Friedman, and he was saying, you know, the Bruins, they learned the lesson from last year. They know they need defensemen, defensemen, and defensemen. So, uh, you know, definitely expects, apart from Lindholm, they might, maybe they'll do mother, another trade for a defenseman, but, um, because if you're going for Jacob Chikorn, he's going to cost you more, and, uh, I mean, he's a younger guy, but, you know, I don't know if he will fits with it. Like, Hampus Lindholm being 28 kind of fits with the Bruins' timeline, because it's, like, uh, Bergeron has said that, you know, once he feels that he... I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I wish him all the luck, and I think he'll do just fine. He's he's a big he's a big body. He's what is he like six six four two six, sixteen. So he's a big body that we need in the back, and I think we'll, we're just gonna see what happens. I mean, I have nothing against him, and I think he's a good he's a good pickup. I just just don't agree with how much they had to give up for him. That's all. So that one, another one, the biggest one so far, by far, in my opinion, um, is the Florida Panthers acquired forward Claude Giroux. They get Connor Bunneman, Bunneman, Connor Bunneman. Um, and German Rupsov, Rupsov. Uh, and a fifth-round pick in 2024 from the Flyers in exchange for forward Owen Tippett, a first-round pick in 2024 and and 20 or 2025, um, and a third-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. I mean that's huge for Florida. Uh, getting Claude Giroux, he immediately slots into the top six and. That team is already so much better than it already is. So, yeah, the Florida's absolutely one to look out for now. Oh, absolutely. I they, he he has forty two points, eighteen goals, and twenty four assists in fifty four fifty six games this season. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. On his- yeah, that's on a non-producing Flyers team. So, so him going to the Panthers is going to be so totally. They're going to be so good. Yeah, there's some powerhouses in the East right now. I mean, there's Colorado obviously in the West and then Calgary, uh, but in the East you got Carolina. Obviously, they just have so much depth and they're solid up and down the lineup. Um, and, you know, obviously they have elite players. And then, you know, Florida and Tampa who are just powerhouses. Um, Tampa being the two-time Cup defending champs. Pittsburgh is a good team, much to the surprise of, I think, a lot of people. Rangers are too many people. So like Pittsburgh, just in, they, you know, kind of similar way where they people would expect them to be good, but not... As good as they have been. Toronto's very much, you know, see what they do in the playoffs, but they're still very much a powerhouse of a team. And they're, they're potentially, you know, if, if the standing stay, they're playing the Panthers. 
No, the third they'll play the... Oh, is it... Is it Panthers? Who's top? Is Lightning? Panthers are top right now. Yeah, so if Toronto's third, they play Tampa. Regardless if they play Tampa or Florida, they will be in for quite the first round, so... Um, yeah, what's... <laughs> I don't envy being in... Uh, the Atlantic Division? It sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't envy being Toronto. I think whoever they play, because I, I don't see them getting into first and playing one of the Bruins or Florida, Washington. But, uh, because no offense, but uh, Florida and Tampa are the much teams. I'm not offended. All I, all I know right now is to, it's a it's a race for third right now on Atl- at the Atlantic. We are only down by two points, and right now we're rushing to freaking kick them out of their spot. <laughs> so, I saw not to get off track too much, but um, I saw that's all we do on this podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I know Holly hasn't chimed in in a while. <laughs> well, because you're like talking about serious hockey stuff and players, and I don't. No, anything. <laughs> but yeah, we were, I was watching it. They had it on ESPN Plus, um, and they're like they're showing the standings in the East. They're like you know top three teams in the Atlantic, top three teams in the Metro, and then he's like here's the wild card teams, and then he's like teams in the hunt, and it's like Washington and Bruins are like at 81 and 80 points respectively at that point, um, and then. As of yesterday. Um, and then in the hunt was <laughs> Columbus with 67. And they played the same amount of games. So it's like, are they really in the hunt? <laughs> you know, one of those, well, either Bruins or I guess any of the top teams. But, you know, the teams on wild card closest to them would have to fall off pretty hard for Columbus to sneak into the playoffs, which is not going to happen. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. They're like, teams in the hunt. I mean, even you'd have to go and fall off pretty hard and not win, like, any games and Columbus would have to win a bunch to for them to, like, really catch up. Because right now they're That's true. 13 points behind you, not more. Something like that. I haven't. I honestly haven't checked. I've just been looking at, at the Maple Leafs right now because we're just trying to chase them down right now. Yeah. So you guys would have to go on a hell of a losing streak and not not like OT games where you still get a point. Where you'd have to go on like they'd have to like gain serious ground on you guys in order to snake in. So I, I just don't see that happening. But anyway. well, it would be it would be Washington first because Washington's below us. It would be Washington first, but now that Anthony Mantha's back in, I looked I looked at. Um, I saw a stat saying like like here's the record without him in the lineup and it was like you know they're still a winning team but it was like not too far up above like 500 um, and then with him in it's like they won 12 only lost one and then like you know it was like three um, overtime losses but so with him back in the lineup they're much better I mean I still don't trust their goaltending but uh, they're still a solid team so. Well, we'll move on to the next next day. Yeah, we'll go on to the next day because there were quite a few trades on this day. Definitely more, <laughs> apart from one, uh, more depth kind of signings. Um, 
There was like six trades on the 20th. Yeah. So the first one is um, Florida Gas defense, defenseman Robert Haig um, from Buffalo in exchange for a six-round pick. He's depth defenseman. You know, he'll probably be the seventh D guy and. Well, I think 60 now that like they put um, Aaron Eckblad on long-term injury reserve, so they'll probably have him on. He'll miss the rest of the you know the regular season, but he'll be back um, for playoffs probably. You know, I don't know how what his injury is or anything, but that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah, depth guy. There's not really much to say on that unless you want to say something. No, all I know is that uh, the Panthers really put in the work and just freaking snagging up all these people. Yeah. I mean, I think Robert Haggis would be solid on any team. But, you know, he's defense guy. He's going to be some guy to slot in if somebody gets injured. So. Yeah, he's only uh, he's only 1.6 annual. Yeah. Uh, the next one, where Ottawa Senators acquired defenseman Travis Hamanick from Vancouver for a third-round pick. I mean, it's going to Ottawa, so he's... Staying in Canada. Staying in Canada. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) The west side to the east side of Canada. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He's a defenseman. There's not much, you know, on him, except for he's probably just some some out of depth. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's how, like, a lot of these trades went. The next one is... Uh, LA gets Troy Stetcher from Detroit for a seventh round pick in 2022. Um, you know, defensive pickup for LA. Detroit gets a pick. Um, Vancouver gets Travis Dermott from the Maple Leafs in exchange for a third round pick in the 2022 entry, entry draft. So, you know, Maple Leafs get a third and get Travis Dermott off the books and, and whatnot. So, and, you know, Vancouver gets, like, more of a depth guy. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, another guy that'll go to their bottom six kind of depth forward. It'll be a solid pickup. Nick Paul from Ottawa for Matthew Joseph and a third. So Ottawa gets Matthew Joseph, who's solid, you know, bottom guy for... And a fourth-round pick in 2024. Um, yeah, solid pickup for the Lightning. Another guy that'll be... Depth and probably death scoring and that kind of stuff. So, and then the big trade of today was Toronto gets defenseman Mike Mark Giordano and Colin forward Colin Blackwell from Seattle in exchange for a second round pick in this year's draft, 2022, a second round pick in the 2023 draft, and a third round pick in 2024. That is, I think it's solid for both teams. You know. Seattle pick getting it getting the picks and you know use that to get more prospects or trade to get better picks or whatever um, they might do with it and Toronto gets depth uh, in areas of need where Colin Black will be another bottom like a bottom six guy that'll be as I saw with the Rangers where he can produce some points and can provide depth scoring like you know that won't be his main job um, they can do a little penalty killing yeah and it also helps that Seattle is retaining you yeah. know 50% um, and I think uh, Philly also retained 50% on the other trade was that somebody I think it was uh, Anaheim retained 50% on uh, 
Campus Lentil. Yeah, and then Mark Giacchino, he's he's a good pickup for the Maple Leafs. Um, you know, he'll be he's got some offense to him, and that's a he's exactly kind of what the Leafs needed. Um, a solid defenseman to kind of. Well, I mean, that's what I was saying all last episode. I remember that. Yeah. This may just need some damn defense. Yeah. So I think that's a great pickup for Toronto, and they'll. And from what I've heard, uh, especially from the thoughts, where he's like, the Leafs have no desire. Like maybe backup wise, but um, I think Campbell's like the feeling around them is back, and then especially with bring up the defense and. Like bringing in some depth forward, the defensive work and everything, they will get him back to where, like Campbell, back to kind of where he was earlier on in the season. Um, and so they're, you know, pretty confident. With him at least, maybe not with depth goaltending, but I don't think they're, it sounds like they don't seem to be willing to bring in three or someone, because they're going to have to give up give up a first, and he's already had to give up two. It, the feeling is that they don't want to go out and spend that much for like a backup goaltender. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but that is the last trade that's happened so far. We'll see what happens tomorrow at the deadline. I don't know if I have anything interesting to say. No? That's not like you. I ha- I, need, I I don't have that 15 minutes of... Oh, of, we can tell them about your romance book that you bought, because it's related. It's hockey romance. I'm sorry, what? I, don't, I didn't buy any book. Okay, so I'm about. teaching Nick how to read, finally. Um, you know, it feels like when he graduates college, he should also know how to read for the first time no. in his life. So, as we've discussed... As we've discussed previously on this podcast, I'm a big fan of sports romance novels, particularly hockey romance novels, which is really my qualifications that got me into this position. Um, So my favorite of all time, shout out, it's Always Only You by Chloe Lise, I think. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sorry. But it's my favorite finally cracked Nick into ordering it. It'll be here on Tuesday, so he'll have an update for the pod next episode, hopefully. I expect him to at least have read a chapter. It would be great if he finished it, but I a chapter, I finished think, pushing it. it. You're going to love it I'm so much, you're not going to want to stop reading it. You're going to be like, you know what, who needs to do homework? Let's just read. Um, I did just finish I'm another one. I'm to romance. read, man. I know, but it's it's a romance novel. It's not that complicated. Um, you can, yeah, text me anytime anything even remotely exciting happens. I need all your thoughts, your feelings, your reactions. You're going to love it. Um, okay. I just finished another romance novel. Not hockey, though. Sorry. It was it was baseball, which I don't really like baseball. But it didn't really have anything to do with the book. Um, it was called The Bromance Book Club. I gave it a three out of five stars. If you want to know more. Go check out my bookstagram account, Book Club with Halls on Instagram. It's a good time. It is a shameless plug. I know there's some readers out there who love a good sports romance. But if you like other genres, I don't exclusively read sports romance. Sometimes I have to read other things, unfortunately. But soon, Nick will be reading them too. Soon this will actually just be a literature podcast. And then we'll have peer pressured Danny Boy into learning how to read. He doesn't like when I say he doesn't know how to read.
when I expose him. But I feel like as your social media tutor, I, I've earned the right. This is, you know, the, the person who slid into our DMs wanted to be paid. I just pay in self-promo. But I paid it back. I shouted you out on the Bookstagram account. I shouted us out. I told people to go follow. I don't know how many of my followers watch hockey. I got one person to answer that they like hockey. Did you guys go out or something? You guys are in, like, button down. And we were going to, and then we just ordered to go. Because here's the thing. We were going to have a date this weekend because he just had his... Oh, yeah, did you tell them? I didn't. You didn't I even forgot. tell them. Look I at forgot. me making connections, yeah. <laughs> creating content. I'll let you tell them, and then I'll go back into why we're dressed up. All right. So I had I was trying out for a roller hockey league uh, in New York City today, and I made it on a team. So... Would you look at that? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I had that. It was at 10 this morning. We didn't start at 10 because the rink was damp, so everyone was kind of slipping. I mean, we, even when we were playing, because we just did a scrimmage, and, like, the captains and, like, the guys who run the league just would stand there and like, watch us play and just kind of, like, you know, just hopping on and off. And, you know, so we would just do it. We would go. We'd, you know, play and then. The only part, and so yeah, eventually we were able to play, and then the only part that was still damp was uh, the far side, opposite from the benches, was still damp. So people when when they went into like to that side, it's like yeah, I'm not gonna go very fast over to that area. I will wipe out, and we were all wiping out. Were you one of the out. better players, or were you one of the worst players? Close yourself. Damn. Uh, no, I was definitely one of the. Worst players. <laughs> I would like really? the record to yeah. show that I There's was a supportive girlfriend and there. I didn't ask that question. Yeah. Look at you. Mostly because I was starving by the time he came home. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. Can we mm-hmm. eat breakfast now or lunch now? Um, did you did you show this? Uh, yeah. Shared the whole night. Okay, yeah. So originally the plan was after he got back from that, we would have the day, I'd do a little bit of homework, and then we would go out on a nice date, maybe go for a walk. But then you see yesterday, we went walking for hours with my mom through Central Park. We walked, like, up and down, all the way across, around. No water. We were so dehydrated. It was really bad. I got a book. Um, in great shape, though. Yeah, we were walking for hours. So then didn't really want to go for a walk through the park. But also, I was supposed to have a group project meeting for school on Thursday. And then both my group members were unfortunately sick. So that didn't really happen. So we rescheduled the only time that we could could reschedule to was this afternoon so by the time like with him being busy in the morning and then me being busy in the afternoon um by the time that was done i was like oh i kind of just want to order food but then we still dressed up which is what happens 99 percent of the time i think this is why my family says we're an old married couple because we say <laughs> we're gonna go out we say we're gonna do things and then we just sit at home watching documentaries on tv and eating Chinese food. Um, yeah, but next week, you said, we'll go out, so stay tuned. Yes. And we will eventually go out when I get an internship to celebrate, but who knows when that'll be. Maybe never. We don't know. Um, but we did see 10 wiener dogs yesterday. So that was a super blessed day, which I think means I'm going to have the best week of my life. And if it doesn't, wow. I will be suing. Almost going to sue. <laughs> But that was incredible. Everyone was so excited for me. 
Andrew was excited. Hi, Andrew, if you're listening. He's probably not, but maybe I'll, I'll tell him I shouted him out, and then he'll listen just for this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Actually, more of a baseball fan. I don't think he... Which, like, side note, I promise I'm way smarter in real life than I sound on this podcast because I listen back to my sections and I go, wow, I sound silly. Um, which I am, but it's because I use all my brain cells. Mon- well, not even Monday, because I don't class Monday, Tuesday through Friday. Then on the weekend, I just vibe, no thoughts in head. <laughs> he just turns off the brain. I'm watching After on Friday. I have plans with a friend to watch the After franchise, because she's never seen it. So, it's going to be a good time. I just started the first episode of Inventing Anna. I wired you the money. We just started, um, like, fake vegan, bad vegan. It's a new Netflix docu-series. It's true oh, crime. Um, basically, this guy, I think he's, like, trying to be a cult, but it's just him, but he's, like, gotten this woman in New York. Yeah, it's very similar to the Tindler Swindler, but, like, even weirder. Um, like, yeah, she, like, had this really successful, like, raw vegan restaurant in New York City, like, before veganism was, like, a craze. Turns out she, like, knew Alec Baldwin. Maybe they had feelings for each other, but nobody acted on it. Um, And then she, like, met this guy on, like, Twitter and then words with friends. And now he's, like, we haven't seen the end, but I think she ended up getting arrested for something. I think he, like, embezzled a lot of the money from the restaurant, and maybe people stopped getting paid. I don't really know. She's in a lot of debt to the investor, and he, this guy, it's giving, like, Scientology. Don't sue me. It's not giving Scientology. I take it back. Um, it's giving, like, a cult where he's, like, saying weird things. He's claiming that he's going to make her dog immortal, and her, and, like, they've known each other in all their lifetimes, and, like, he keeps saying, like, he keeps calling her a human and, like, implying that he's not human. Um, yeah, it's getting weird. Like, it's getting real weird. And, like, they got married on a whim so he could transfer her all this money he has to, like, pay off her debt. And now we're, like, months later and he still hasn't done that. And she's still just, like, married to him. And, like, all her friends from the restaurant think he's weird and hate him because he is weird. And, like in like a dangerous way like he definitely has like a cult situation going on and there's like some house in LA for the family but the family is the cult and she just casually mentioned that you have to change forms to get into the well she didn't even mention it the interviewer asked her and she was just like yeah you have to change physical form and then just acted like that wasn't a weird thing to say and she's like trying to act as if she like, is the victim of all this, and I can't really figure it out, because then it shows, like, her diary entries, and she's like, yeah, I believe, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, like, I think, yeah, he definitely bamboozled her out of some money, we haven't gotten there yet, but, like, ma'am, how did you get? Well, she seems a little nuts herself, but. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, when you, like, hear it, and you hear what he was saying, it's like, like I, as like I was saying, like I don't know if it's like maybe we're just like on the outside looking in and we're not kind of in her situation, you know. Like if you're in a bad relationship, you don't like, and you're in it, you don't really realize how bad it is until you're out of it. Yeah, but who's and everyone else outside of it knows it, like sees it, but you don't. 
I like I was like maybe it could be like that, but then like when the stuff he's saying is like I wasn't buying it. If you're like a rational human being, like you hear what he's saying and you're like, eh. <laughs> it's, it's like me, it's weird stuff. Because like, like, I'm sure if I started saying well, some well, of the like, stuff, what, he did, said, what do they mean by change your physical? Form? We don't. We got no further explanation. Yeah, we just. It's, it's like the TikTok sound where it's like, bestie. I know you're not just gonna run right past that, except they did. So I'm hoping they'll circle back. We're only on episode two, I think. So we just we're started, still. Yeah. yeah, we just started it. We'll keep you updated. But like, he also texts. Like he's like a 16 year old boy in like his first relationship, where he's like. You're the, I love you more than anything in this world. Do you love me? Are you ready to risk it all for our love and our relationship? And he keeps referring to the happy ever after, which they're like not old, but they're in like they're gotta be like 30s at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna be honest, if you ever said the words happy ever after to me, I'd first of all be a little worried because that doesn't sound anything like you, but also like. As an adult, that feels weird. Let alone, like, multiple times. And then followed up by, like, aren't you ready to risk it all? And it's like, well, no, not when you put it like that. That's a little weird. And he's like, "We, I've been looking for you for so long. Our souls have always known each other. And their dog. Apparently, they're all her dog. He's always known her dog in another life. It's just weird. And, yeah, I'm going to be honest. If you started texting me that stuff tomorrow, I'd be like, you're being weird. I don't, I don't think I like this. Yeah. But that's our take right now. It could change by next week. We'll let you know. It could, yeah. So we'll, have to, we'll have to do an update. Yeah, it's, it's giving cult. The donkeys in Ithaca, I don't want to say it's good, because sometimes it's not. It is, however, like a time warp. Like, you could, even if you go in, both of them, like, you could go in or you could go through the drive through It's never going to be fast, even if there's no line. Never going to be fast. You go in, you come out six hours later. Like, it's just a whole experience. Like, it's a whole thing, always. They're always out of something, but they never tell you. Um, I've gone with people where we got the same exact drink, came out tasting completely different. And I'm not, like, down to the milk, same exact thing. We definitely got two different milks. Uh, They also always try to give you whole milk in Ithaca. I don't know why. For a hippie town, they really try to sell that whole milk because everywhere, like, Dunkies and Dolce and pretty much everywhere that I've ever gone for coffee there, they're always like, whole milk is good, right? I'm like, for who? Absolutely not. <laughs> not me. I'm a college student. I'm I'm a white girl in college. Um, please give me an alternative milk. It's my brand. Yeah, I'm trying to think where else I've gone in Africa. Not that many places. Oh, I went... Um, so I guess I'll just in, like lead in with that. the unrelated Holly's question of the week. The fun one. The interesting one. The one that you keep coming back for more. So this one's kind of going to be a blast from the past. First episode that I was on when I talked about my two really intense fears that I have about my body. One being that my eyeball could pop out back into my head. Which Dan assures me, and my mother assures me, is not possible. But, like, what if it was, you know? And then my second fear, which my mother assured me is possible, is that my belly button could come unraveled. Which, like, it's only possible, really, if I, like, get it pierced, which I won't. Um, Or, like, something else happens to it. I don't know. But not the point. If you missed that episode, go listen to it. It's 
a fascinating peek into my mind, if I do say so myself. So to this week's question of the week, brought to you by me, is um, what is your weird, kind of unhinged, like everybody tells you that it's like unfounded. What is that fear for you about your body? All right, Danny boy, you set us off. I've already shared mine. Um, my body? I don't know. Or just like the human body in general. I suppose it doesn't have to be personal to you. If you want to be like, this is my friend's fear. I mean, I've already, exp- I've already exposed myself, so there's no reason to be shy. But uh-huh. no repeats. So I'm sorry. The eyeball and the belly button are both already taken. I want to get a deep look into your psyche and what terrifies you about the human body. I guess it's not something that could, like... It's something that, like, could... I guess... I don't know. Let me just go into the actual fear. Um, that, like... Do you ever hear of, like, the people who are, like... Oh, like, something, like, crawls into their ear and then, like... Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, I don't like that either. Oh, Can no. I interrupt you for a second? It's going to horrify you. No, I don't want to So you know how I love crime shows? Yeah. So I used to love the show Bone. Um, which, shout out David Boreans if he's listening. I think that's how you pronounce your name. He also went to Ithaca, so... If you want to sponsor us, if you want to join this podcast, just let me know. I used to have the biggest crush on you. Um, the bug guy on Bones, not David Boreans, he had an episode where a like bug like hatched out of his neck I think it, I don't think it was his ear but it like hatched out but I think I think it was purposeful like I think he wanted to see what would happen or maybe it got in there accidentally and then he was like curious from an academic sense weird okay I'll let you get back to discussing your fear um yeah it's just like I think there's one I don't remember where I heard it but I think it's like the woman like she went to take the doctors and then she's like yeah it feels like there's something like scratching on the inside of my head and it's like my head hurts and it's like something had crawled in no it's disgusting and it's (laughs) at least it didn't die in there but still that's terrifying um i feel like that qualifies yeah that's my uh that makes me so uncomfortable i feel like we have talked about this before there's Getting deja vu. Probably when I told you about my fears and I wanted you to make me feel more normal. Um, okay, Nick, you're up. Because um, I don't know if this is really related to the human body, but I have like the trip tropophobia or whatever, the, the, the fear oh, of like, the holes thing. The holes things, and oh my god, I can't, I cannot, it makes me so uncomfortable and like queasy to see it. Like makes me want to puke. And so when I see things like that, when it comes to like, stuff on people's bodies or like like especially the hands oh god it just like ugh, i can't even like think about it have you, it's, it's, have uh, you seen the pimple ugh. popping videos where it's like they're usually like blackheads i find them weirdly satisfying okay i'm into them um i'm not the only person i don't I mind some pimples but i, I can't do it if it's no, no, like this is, i'm getting to that there's there was one i distinctly remember i think we made you watch it nick oh was this um, when we were in caitlin's dorm yeah and it year? was like i think it was in the ear and it was like a ginormous blackhead that had like hardened and they pulled it out and a giant hole was up behind and caitlin and i watched it like six times because we were fascinated like, one hole doesn't bother me, but I remember there was multiple at one point. Like, one part of that video had multiple, Maybe. and I could not watch it. was also just, like, ginormous. It was like a crater. It was crazy. I guess that's good. can't. I hate it so much. I don't even know the word for my belly button fear. I don't know if there is a word. So then the best part is that I have to explain it to people. Um, and I, this is a funny thing, and I'll 
I'll shout out somebody who I know is listening because I'll tell her to when the thing goes up. But my friend Bree, hi Bree, I love you. Um, <laughs> she was listening to the first episode that I was on, and she was having some audio issues. She couldn't hear everything, and then all of a sudden she hears me talking about my fear about my eyeball falling into my eye, and she didn't really get the whole thing. And she goes, "Man, I'm surprised she isn't talking about her weird belly button thing." Because she was convinced for the longest time that this was like an unfounded fear and it was not possible. And then somebody told me it was in front of her and it probably ruined her life because I haven't let go since. And that was, I was in high school, so that was at least like five years ago. Um, And so then she was like, she texted me because, or no, she called me afterwards before we recorded last week when she was listening. And she was like, yeah, right before you started talking about your weird belly button thing, I said, I bet she's going to bring up the belly button thing next. And she's like, you didn't disappoint. So I'm glad I... You know, not much is, like, stable in this life, but my fear of my belly button coming unraveled is a stable point for Brie. So, you're welcome. Keep listening. I love you. Answer about your biggest biggest body fear, Brie. I'll be peer pressuring you about that. Anyway, our next segment is the Tipsy Twigs Tourney. And so we're going to have, like we normally do, go through the week of the games that we believe are going to be the most exciting to watch, or the most competitive in standing-wise and everything. Um, these obviously aren't all the games that are happening that week, but these are the top ones. And then each day, like we do every week, we choose one game a day to predict the winner and the score. Do you want to go over what, where we stand right now, Danny Boy? Yeah. So, as of right now, um, total scores are Nick is in first with 10. I'm in second with nine, and Holly's in last and four, but that's only because she didn't, like the first week we did this, she did not join us for that, so it won't be exactly, these scores won't be exact, because we're going to have to kind of average it out. to. So, for Monday, we have three games to look out for. We have Carolina versus the Caps, Canucks versus the Blues, Sabres versus the Blackhawks. I'd take Carolina, Washington. All right, what do you got? I'll start us off. Um, I'm going Washington because you know how I feel. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go 3 2. I'm going to go Carolina. And I'm going to say 4 3. I am going to say the Cats 4 2. All right, so Tuesday, we got four games. We have Toronto versus the Bruins, Carolina versus Tampa Bay. Rangers versus the Penguins, and the Avs versus the Flames. Um, I'd say either Toronto Bruins because of that rivalry, or Avs Flames because of the two top Western teams. Yeah, those are my two. I'm feeling Boston and Toronto. Okay, we'll go Boston. And my vibes are telling me Toronto, and it's gonna be five three. Just like me. I'm gonna go. I'll go Toronto, but it's gonna be three two. Go with them all the time, but I do think they'll be Toronto. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four three. All right, Wednesday we have the Kings versus the Oilers, and the Blues versus the Canucks. Uh, Blues Canucks. Um, I'm gonna go Blues, and I think it's gonna be. Five three. Um, I'm gonna go Canucks, and I'm gonna go 
I'm gonna go four two. No, four three. And I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five four. Um, Thursday we have two games. We have Pittsburgh versus Wild, and then we have uh, Kings versus Flames. My vote would be for uh, Pitt versus Wild. I'm gonna go with Wild on this one, and I'm gonna say five three. Um, I'm gonna go with Pitt, and I'm gonna go five two. Sorry, Minnesota. I'm gonna go Pitt. I just think they're gonna win. Um. And I think it's gonna be by four. Alright, Friday we have two games. We have the Sens versus the Red Wings or the Blues versus the Oilers. So uh let's do Sens Red Wings. I'm gonna go Detroit and I think it's gonna be two one. I'm also gonna go Detroit and I'm gonna say three two. I'm also saying Detroit. Sorry, Sens fans. And I'm going to say 4-2. All right, Saturday we have three. Uh, it's the Blues, Blue Jackets versus the Bruins, the Blues versus the Flames, or the Hurricanes versus the Wild. I'm going to go Hurricanes versus the Wild. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Hurricanes. I don't know why. We're going to say 4-3. Uh, I'm going to have to go also with the Hurricanes. 5-2. I mean, sorry, 5-3. I'm gonna go Carolina. 4-2. Alright, Sunday. And that's the Wild versus the Capitals. Alright, I'll go Minnesota. And I think it's gonna be 3-2. I'm probably gonna also say Wild. Um, and I'm gonna say 5-4. I'm gonna also say Minnesota, but I'm gonna say 3-1. Nice. All right, well, that wraps up the, the tourneys. All right, that's where we're ending it today, folks. Um, no trivia for this episode, but we'll be back next week with some more trivia. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for uh, tuning in and following us from wherever you listen to our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social and YouTube. See you, Dusters, next week. See ya.